We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future and how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet james burke's visionary series connections returns for a new generation Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. What is happening, everybody? Tuesday afternoon, and we have the Scottish Open coming up for PGA Rainmaker. So Eric Lindquist and I about to break that down. If you guys could be so kind, do us a favor, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you ever want more of our content in audio form, we've got our podcast network also. Stochastic Daily Fantasy, you guys could subscribe to and get all of our shows on the run in audio form whenever you want. But uh, Eric, we've got a PGA event. But before we get into the breakdown, I want to ask you how the UFC card went this wow. weekend because you had won a UFC Rainmakers contest. They got you tickets to UFC 290. It was one of the better events that I could remember watching. How was your experience there, though? It was outrageous. Uh, one of the cool things about Rainmakers is they give you these contests to try to uh, to try to get into some of these different events. We have one coming up uh, as well to get into the BMW Championship. You're going to be watching the FedEx Cup playoffs. That's going to be an awesome one here for the PGA Streets. But one tickets to UFC 290. Brought my best friend from college. You can tell I'm still recovering a little bit. Still finding my voice a little bit. But my God, it was an absolute banger card. Was able to win that uh, contest to be able to get into this thing. And I didn't know what I was missing. Like I, I've basically been into UFC since the inception of UFC Rainmakers, because I find it to be very profitable, very fun, a very enjoyable experience. And well, ended up taking some money down while I was at it. So one nearly six grand while watching fights that DK, you know, hooked us up tickets for. It's not a bad way to spend a weekend. And I, I, I was talking to you before you left. I want to say this was Thursday night, correct? Mm-hmm. You and I were doing a baseball show together. Mm-hmm. And I told you that UFC events to me are the most fun sporting events to see live. Yep. And I'm not exactly sure what it is about them, but there's a different energy within it. And I, I so I was really confident you were going to have a good time. Obviously it helped that your lineups ended up being really good for it as well. well and every card was a banger. I, yeah. We had had one or two. I think we even talked about this last week, two quick finish bonuses. There were, I believe three that were on that card or maybe four. It was insane. As soon as Aguilar went in, just knocked him out cold in 17 seconds. Uh, you know, Shannon Ross has the chin of a baby. You then run into like uh, the the insane Denise Gomes finish, like right off the bat. Like that fight didn't even start. You had the Lawler retirement. It was top to bottom, one of the cooler cards you're ever going to run into. So I was, I was ecstatic to be there. And I think the buzz of it, like it's just so many different people from so many different backgrounds doing so many different things in in the arena of sports. You have celebrities, you have the common man hanging out, everybody there. And when a when somebody gets popped, the whole place explodes in a way that no other sporting event. Somebody knocks down a three, you know, it, it, it's something similar to that for the most part. But like magnify it by ten. And I think there might be something to it also that 
for the most part, people don't have rooting interests. You know, like everybody in the, everybody is there to see an event. It's not like yeah. you go to the local football game, like whichever team it is that's closest to you. To me, it's the Giants and the Jets. To you, I'm guessing it's, you know, the Rams. Like go to a football game and everybody's mm-hmm. rooting for the same team, but not necessarily to see that event as a whole. There's something with the UFC where it's like, no matter who wins, people are kind of excited about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like everybody goes in and just be like, this is our fighter that we're rooting for. It, there's there's something else about that, that I think might bring a different energy. Yeah, I, I agree. But then the one counter argument, the Pantoja fight is probably the best fight I've ever seen personally yeah. in my life. I mean, I've been watching UFC randomly from times over the course of the last couple of years, but like for sure the last six months, I, there was nothing that compares to what Pantoja and Moreno put on. And the crowd was vehemently, vehemently against Pantoja because it had such a large Mexican t- contingent for Moreno, for Yair Rodriguez. It was so biased that once he started backpacking him in that third round, it just started getting takedown after takedown. It was a it was a really wild scene, but it, it was kind of like watching, you know, watching a, a movie where the bad guy wins. You know, like a like a Breaking Bad. You still enjoyed it, I think, for some of those fans in attendance. It's just like, oh, your your darling ended up getting beat. And you know, about a year ago, Pantoja was an Uber driver. That's it. I did see that. Yeah, it was uh, Dana White. Maybe pay him a little bit more, but that's a conversation for a different day. Yeah, now he is the uh, UFC champion, so he has enough money to be able to be a full-time fighter. But yeah, as of about a year ago, he was not making enough money to just make income on his UFC career. And this is with him at the time being like the fifth-ranked fighter Mm -hmm. in the world in his weight class. So yeah, he was an Uber driver. Actually, his fight against Brandon Roy Val, if I'm not mistaken. He was driving, like he was Uber driving leading up to that fight the week before he ends up winning the performance bonus and that that gave him the flexibility to be able to just pursue fighting full time so definitely cool to see him win I, i'm not really sh- I, to an extent that's a feel-good story but then the other part of it too like you said it's like should the fifth ranked fighter in the world have to be driving an uber to pay his nope. bills probably not but uh yeah overall great card and i wouldn't be surprised moreno pantoja uh, certainly could end up winning fight of the year And uh, you were in attendance for that, Eric. If you guys want access to win some cool prizes like Eric did over at the UFC to be able to go to that event, check those out in the lobby. You'll see them posted fairly regularly. It'll be stuff. They're usually, you know, like gated contests for the UFC. It would be like you can only play with fighters who are from the event pack for that card. So there's usually like little stipulations to it, but they're worthwhile, especially if you win, you get an experience like Eric had and uh, yeah, seems like you had a great time. And like you said, one of those coming for PGA as well for the BMW championship. Yeah. Once in a lifetime, like legitimately like a once in a lifetime trip, you want something like it. It's readily available. And there are not enough people that are playing in those contests. They are up for the taking right now. You play some decent cards in it. You have a chance. You legitimately have a chance to go and get that done. And with some of the payout structures for these alternate events, these are the times to take shots on it. I know we all want to play our best cards for the majors. And so next week at the Open Championship, it's what I plan to do. It's what a lot of people plan to do. But for this one, for this one specifically, I'm going to be using a lot of my best cards in that contest. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to all the stuff that's coming. And of course, this golf event now, we've got the Scottish Open, which is going to be preceding the British Open, the Open Championship is going to be taking place next week. And something I'd like to ask you, Eric, and then we'll start talking about some of the golfers individually. Is there anything about the Open Championship being next week that's informing the golfers that you're either going to purchase on the secondary market or looking to play or anything like that for this event? Anybody who's impacted by the the Open Championship being next week? Yes. So there are players that 
were originally going to be at the Barbasol. And I think this is one of the more interesting weeks you have. We had one other version of this earlier this season, but we have two tournaments going on. You have the Barbasol going on in Kentucky. You have a lot of utilities for those cards. You're seeing a lot of golfers that are more expensive. And it's one, you know, you're you're sitting with a little bit smaller prize pools than you've got for the big Genesis Scottish, Scottish Open. But it's got a lot of cards that could have extra utility based on who wins, based on how placement points result. You could end up having them fly out to the Open Championship. We've already seen Troy Merritt. He found out that he got into the Genesis Scottish Open, booked the plane, and now he's playing in that tournament instead, whereas I thought he was going to be one of the guys to maybe get for the Barbasol. So just be aware there is lineup news that's going down this week because of the two uh, alternating events going on. Yeah, so uh, let's go and dig into it. By the way, I should mention that we're going to be covering the Scottish Open here, which is mm-hmm. the uh, predominant tournament of the week. It's also the one that is the bigger DFS contest. It's what we're going to be looking at for Rainmakers purposes as well. And we also have our free projections for Rainmakers over at stochastic.com. I threw that link into the YouTube chat. If you guys want to check those projections out, totally 100% free. What you're going to find there is odds of each golfer being the top scoring from a DraftKings perspective, the odds of being a top five scoring golfer, which is the equivalent of their odds of being in the absolute nuts optimal lineup than the sportsbook odds and their projected odds that we have of them to make the cut. So where we should start here, Eric, there is no John Rom for this event. Uh-huh. We've got the number one projected golfer being Scotty Scheffler. He's been your nemesis to some extent Yes, on these parts where you've always acknowledged that, hey, Scotty Scheffler, really damn good. His card's really expensive. And that he's kind of inevitable to some standpoint. There was times earlier in the year that it seemed like maybe you tried to go against him. You just kind of given in to this point. Yep. Scott Shefford, the go-to guy this week again. Yep. 100%. Uh, we're, he has not finished outside of the top 12 since November of 2022. Actually, October of 2022 at the CJ Cup. He has finished in the top 12 in every single one. He's coming off of six straight top fives. And you know what happens when you're top five in Rainmakers? you're optimal. So it's impossible to imagine a scenario where Scotty Scheffler isn't the number two guy here, but you got to be careful because he does still have a top five probability of 34.4%. We're still talking two thirds of the time. Everything we know about golf, you still have to know that Scotty Scheffler has a chance to not finish out optimal, but he's been playing so consistently well. This is a golf course that even though it's in Scotland, doesn't have the same kind of wind effects because of the way that they built it. This is an American uh, crew that came in and bought the Renaissance Club. This golf course is designed with wind in mind. They try to shut it down a little bit and you put Scotty Scheffler in a bubble. My God, he is going to be very, very good. Yeah, I mean, our projections bear that out. Like you said, about one third of the time, he's going to be in our projected optimal lineup, 31.3% chance of being a top five golfer, 11.6% chance of just being the overall top scoring golfer. So the only other way I think we could talk about Scottish, because if you have him, you're playing him, you're probably playing him in the captain spot. Mm-hmm. But if you had the option to play anybody over Scotty Scheffler, or I shouldn't even say over Scotty Scheffler, I'll say, let's say you had a Scotty Scheffler, but you wanted to have he may be in the utility spot, not the captain spot. Is there any golfer that you would consider putting in the captain spot ahead of Scotty Scheffler? Yeah, Xander Shoffley has to be kind of the next guy in line for me. Uh, I haven't been crazy gung-ho with, with him of late, but we're starting to see the form rebound in some of these fields. We have a fourth at the RBC, second at the Wells Fargo. Hasn't put up anything inside of a top 10 over the course of his last four events, but just consistently in that top 25, I feel like your chance of ruin here is about zero. He's the defending champion of this event. 
We don't have strokes gain data, so we can't necessarily look at what that's like, but he plays U.S. Opens and Open Championships pretty freaking well. So the more difficult the test, you're you're running into somebody who can still find ways to make birdies, still find ways to score for DraftKings purposes. I think he's probably my number two this week, along with, I'd say 2A, 2B, him and Rory. Rory was just kind of a de facto option, but considering where you're getting Xander Schauffele right now, $14.25, a little bit cheaper than Rory, I think if I had to start with somebody else, he'd be it. Okay, that totally makes sense to me. And if you guys are on YouTube and you have any questions for us, throw them in and we can start to answer them because I already see that we have one in here from Murtog Thines. Uh, I hope I pronounced your name correctly, but I might not have. There's a real possibility of that. But I tried my best, which is uh, <laughs> not what counts, but it makes me uh, at least makes it easy for me to explain. But uh, mm -hmm. Murtog is asking us, is Eric Cole a play this week? So right away, we're getting into super deep sleepers here. Would you be playing Eric Cole in Rainmakers, Eric? I wouldn't consider him a deep sleeper. He's on my betting card. He's going at 130 to 1 over at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. And I am just fine with this. His his numbers across the board outside of strokes gain off the tee are incredible. They're borderline elite. We're talking 11th strokes gain putting over his last 50 rounds. 24th strokes gain approach. We're talking short game extraordinaire. That's what he's known of. Uh, no, Sam Saunders talked about it multiple times when he was in contention there uh, come, uh, earlier this season, going toe to toe with Chris Kirk. Uh, feel really good about Eric Cole's golf game. He's routinely been on the on the betting card in top twenty capacities, also in an outright capacity at time to time. Sixth at the RBC Canadian Open. When that off the tee game just stays intact decently well. He's elite at every other part of golf. So Eric Cole, definitely in play. There's a reason he's going for $4, even if he doesn't have the name recognition of some of these other players around him. And then Travis Duarte is saying, if you're playing a single entry, would you lock in Scheffler to start your build? Yeah, yes. I would. Yes, I would for this. Without game. even thinking twice. If you have Scheffler, you're just playing Scheffler. I've tried to get a little bit too cute. And I think one of the, one of the lessons I have from PGA Rainmakers over the first couple weeks and the first couple months of this product is don't get cute. There are people who will forget to put in lineups. There are excess cards that aren't necessarily, they might be in circulation, but they might not have been opened yet uh, in packs. You're going to get a lot lower ownership on somebody like Scotty Scheffler. Now, the thing I've been trying to do is just not have him in the captain. And that just hasn't been going well. It's been going very, very poorly. So I think this week, I'm just going to learn from learn my lesson finally, uh, what, four months into this thing, I'm going to play Scotty Scheffler in the captain in single entry. Yeah, I... I that, that's the way that I'm going to be going as well. I have I have more Rory, Cantley, and Shoffley cards, but still, the 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 Scheffler cards I have, they're going into the captain spot, and then we'll build around from there. Some more questions coming in from YouTube. This is Hemp Emu. Hemp Emu wants to know what's better than reading some of the some it's of the fantastic. By the it's way, fantastic. the other thing I didn't even think of is that somebody I was like, did I mispronounce your name? And then you realize there's people like hemp emu it's like this is these aren't even real names anyway so like what i'm pronouncing something that doesn't even exist but always read it first though always read it first greg yeah sometimes you read it aloud first and it uh <laughs> could, could bear negative consequences hemp <sighs> emu wants to know tommy fleet oh so as tommy fleetwood or tyrell hatton fleetwood or hatton they're projected very similarly mm -hmm. for us by the way we've got them right next to each other in our projections, Fleetwood, 4% chance of being a top-scoring golfer. Hatton, 3.2% chance. And then also a similar split between them for the top five golfer probabilities. They are extremely close. Do you have a lean between these two? 
Uh, I think, I mean, best available, you could go Tyrrell Hatton. I think that he's the better play, but considering you're getting some savings for pretty much any uh, rarity tier, whether it's core, rare, elite, anything there, I think I'm going to be siding there with with Tommy Fleetwood. We've both seen them have immaculate form this season. Tommy Fleetwood is resurgent, did miss the cut at the Travelers, so you're going to run into that from time to time, but a fifth at the U.S. Open, second at the RBC Canadian, and Tyrrell Hatton, third at the RBC Canadian, 27th U.S. Open, has what? Four, five top fives now on the card already this season. Six top sixes. That is pretty efficient golf. And you are missing a couple of these top end players that took the week off. You have a couple of them that are littered out. Uh, and that's why you're seeing him at what Tommy Fleetwood's 20 to 1, 18 to 1 here for Tyrrell Hatton. I think best available is Hatton, but price considered, I think I would lean Fleetwood. Yeah, like I don't have a real strong lean between them. Like if I had to pick one, I would say Fleetwood just from a standpoint that he projects slightly better for us, but I'm just nitpicking here. Both of them look like really strong options, and I don't think you could go wrong with either of them. So we got our projections slightly lean towards Fleetwood, Eric slightly leaning towards Hatton, but either way, they're looking pretty similar here. Uh, interesting question from Marquee Music Group. He is asking us, could jet lag from last week's John Deere's tournament be a factor for some players? One thing that I'm going to add to this before I have Eric give his answer is that there isn't that much overlap between golfers, at least not the ones that are towards the top of the board, the ones that we're really considering mm -hmm. in Rainmakers, because the field absolutely sucked last week. Like there was a couple of standout hey, golfers, but Sepp Straka, baby, got the W. Yeah. It was funny. Straka won for you, but you know, like by and large part, we're looking at way different fields here. And if you look at all of the golfers that are projected best for us, none of them are even in the tournament last week, but at least for some of the golfers who are overlapping and off the top of my head, I, I don't know how many it is that are in the field this week that are also in last week, but do you expect that to be a factor for the golfers that are playing in consecutive weeks? It's so hard to project for um, Patrick Rogers. I know missed the cut. So there's at least maybe some of those guys where, he bombs it. I think his profile is actually pretty decent for this golf course. This is basically American Lynx style golf. Uh, that's kind of the iteration we saw last year. And Xander Shoffley was playing, I think, a lot better golf coming into this event last year. But still, Patrick Rogers, you're going to see strong off the tee game, looking for spike putter, looking for spiked irons. I think you can run into that with a Patrick Rogers coming off of a miscut where he gets there a little bit earlier than everybody else. So again, it's so hard to project for. I mean, then you have a guy like, you know, Doug Gim didn't really put himself in contention, just kind of meandered himself on the weekend, 67-70. I think he's a decent enough card sitting around $2. Garrick Higo put himself uh, in the mix as well, played some decent golf there, shot the 71 to kind of knock himself out of it on Saturday. Again, I don't know how you go about projecting for it. All I know is that the top players did not play in that event last week, so I don't have to think too much about it, especially for single entry. And then just because you brought up his name, I want to ask you about Higo, because if I'm not mistaken, yes. He's a Craftenburg. So there were three golfers available for the Craftenburg. One of them already gone. We already have... Oh, yeah, I did was it. it. That was sold out. Yeah, uh, Byung, out it yeah, it was Byung-Hung on, already yep. sold out. So there's none of him left. But Higo is an option, and Molinari is an option. Francesco Molinari. So if you guys wanted to burn one of your starter cards, you could turn them into a Higo or a Molinari. So two-part question here, Eric. Do you want to burn to make either of these golfers? And if so, which do you prefer? I would probably be going towards the Higo side. Um, he was uh, just a Euro phenom. He went over to, uh, I mean, grew up in South Africa. 
hit the hit the ground running. One like his first event over in the states. It was a small field event. I believe it was in North Carolina that he won. I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. But Garrett Kago has played European golf very, very well. He has a long track record of it. And some of those Euro Tour, World D, uh, DP World Tour type golf courses aren't exactly set up like this one, but kind of have the similar look and feel to to a certain extent. This this is going to be less of like, you can get some treat in uh, golf courses. You get some real scoring fests uh, going in the DP World Tour from time to time. And that was kind of his specialty was just taking it super, super low. But I think he makes sense. I think I between the two of them, I went and got the Craft and Bird for Benny on right away. And then, uh, yeah, I would be going a little bit more towards the Higo side of it. Okay. So if you guys want to maybe have a starting card that either isn't in the field this week or it's somebody who sucks, I know I have a couple of those ones. <laughs> Uh, you could go and burn them into Higo. And by the way, if you guys haven't claimed a starter pack yet, there is a link below. It's going to get you cards totally for free for this week's golf event. And a couple of things there. Number one, you're going to get golfers you could build a lineup out with. Any golfers that aren't in the field, you could craft and burn and make a Molinari or a Higo with. And you also get to pick a stud golfer. And uh, once again, pretty easy choice in Scotty Shuffler this week. Easy, easy game. Yeah, so go burn Scotty Shuffler, play him in the captain spot. Easy way to start out your Rainmakers collection. Like I said, link below 100% totally free. So no reason to not take advantage of it if you have not already. Uh, you asked, you you answered the question that you were, what was, oh, right, it was Eric Cole we got asked about. Yep. Is your favorite long shot for this week or is there any other golfer that could be available for cheap? Do you think makes sense to potentially fill in lineups that either won't be as high owned or just could be really, really valuable on the secondary market because they're cheap? Yeah, it's an interesting question, mainly because Eric Cole probably is at 130 to one. Uh, my favorite of like the long, long shot type plays that you're looking at. Justin Thomas, man, six dollars and 50 cents for Justin Thomas. Now he's been brutal, but we saw at least a sliver, a sliver of life. And it happened in Connecticut, put himself into the mix for the first time in a very very long time. We are looking at the buy low of all buy lows in the event that he finds any kind of form coming into the FedEx Cup playoff. He's now missed three of his last four cuts. He generally gains a ton around the green. He lost six shots around the green at Detroit and just mailed it in, missed the cut. He's been negative with the putter in four of his last five. But that Wells Fargo, that Travelers, again, we have a 14th and a 9th on the card still. It's Justin Thomas sub $7. And so... I know that's not like the $4 super long shot, but like I think relative to skill level that we've had historically for a player like Justin Thomas, I know he's sitting in the low eights for DFS. He's never been in the low eights, like since I've been playing PGA DFS that I can remember. So it's going to be really hard to get away from trying to scoop a couple of those cards and hope we can run into some hot form coming into the FedEx Cup playoffs. And then related to Justin Thomas, because you were also kind of early to his cold streak, I yes. guess we'll say. Right where when you when you and I first started doing these Rainmaker shows earlier in the year, you were pretty adamant that nobody should be buying Justin Thomas because yep. he was too expensive. You thought a downturn was coming, and that ended up being the case, especially with his putter. Can't make anything on the greens. Kind of like yep. yourself and uh, my experience playing Thanks, golf pal. over the weekend. Hey, you you put it together though. Yeah, and again, I I might play a little bit more than you just throwing it out there. I've played twice in the last five years. Yeah, I played more than that last week. So yeah, there we go. But anyway. Justin Thomas, somebody who you didn't like early in the year, but now the price has come down so much and everybody's overlooking to a point where now you think that he's worthwhile. But is there anybody in this field that you do not like 
that either you think is going to be expensive on the secondary market or people might be interested in, you might want to steer people away from that golfer. Sahith Thigala. I I really liked his emergence and um, you know, this entire this entire spring was just his. I mean, he racked up seven top tens early on this season. But he is kind of running into what will happen in your second year on tour. The first year is really fun in games, and he's the, he was the number one amateur coming out of college at Pepperdine. I played some golf against him. He's just an absolute stud that you can't you can't fake what he's capable of doing, especially around the green with the putter, uh, at least amongst amateur status uh, guys. But once you get this kind of mix on tour where you're you're traveling every single week, you get in the grind, and not everything is going all hunky-dory for you. It's not coming as easy to you. It shows up. And I think it started to show up in some of his strokes gain data over his last five events. We've just seen no off the tee game. Like, just legitimately none. What, he lost five at the Memorial, three at the RBC Canadian. Now, the putter has stayed relatively hot just to be making cuts. We're talking 5.8 and 4.7 strokes game putting at the RBC and the Travelers, respectively, resulted in a 38th and a 52nd. That is problematic. He has to start hitting the ball better. He's got a very loopy swing that he's kind of maybe shortened down a little bit, especially when you get overseas in some of these conditions. Maybe not playing in the wind as much. Yeah, Pepperdine, you're going to run into some really pristine golf in Southern California. Doesn't really set up as well for a guy like him. And considering he's more expensive than Justin Thomas, no thank you. And then just because you talked about recent form and some of the stats we've seen from golfers as of late, how about Ludwig Aberg, who has had yeah. some absurd results as of late in terms of like across the board, there haven't really been weaknesses. He's putted well. His irons have looked good. He's been hitting the ball well off the tee. He's been somebody that in classic DFS contests I've been playing. Yep. Is it time to start considering him for Rainmakers as well? Because I haven't gone out and bought cards of him or anything, but his recent form has been really strong. We don't have cards of him. He falls into oh, that man. Ricky Fowler bucket. Uh, he was a late ad. So he's a Texas Tech stud. He uh, he actually works with, um, so the the husband of a girl that I grew up with that we had the same golf coach, Kim Kaufman. She played on the LPGA Tour out of Clark, South Dakota. Absolute stud female player. And, you know, I know she's on the Symmetra Tour now, but uh, Ludwig Albert was on the radar pretty darn early. He's won back-to-back -back college player of the year uh, honors, which is just so insanely hard to comprehend how good that is. Automatically gets that tour card, has already played himself into the mix. I think for classic DFS, absolutely a target. Same way that Ricky Fowler has moved up the board. I mean, 14 to one for Ricky Fowler. He has better odds than his buddy, Justin Thomas, threefold. We're talking 14 to one compared to 45 to one. What a time to be alive. And we just got about 90 seconds left here, Eric. So are there any golfers you are prioritizing or really like for this event that you have not talked about yet? Do you want to bring up before we wrap up the show? Yeah, first one is Shane Lowry. He's sitting at $4.40. He falls into that, again, 40 cents more to get to Shane Lowry from Eric Cole. Mm -hmm. I love Eric Cole. I love the entire skill set, but let's be serious. Shane Lowry has a claret jug for a reason. You're going to run into some wind at some point in time over these next two weeks. Might not be here at a spot where it's set up to be mitigated. Uh, the wind won't be as extreme, but at $4.44, he's going to be my target in that mid-range. And if you're looking for the cheapy of all cheapies this week, just going to throw it out there, CT Pan is starting to get on my radar a little bit. I was a little bit surprised when he popped in my model and I tried to figure out exactly what was going on, but... Um, Let's see. This is just not popping up for me here now. But CT Pan, just a player that's starting to 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 show out a little bit more for me with some of the things that he's capable of doing. He's missed the cut, but also last two events before it, a T3, a fourth, 
We're seeing him go low, 1,621 under in those respective golf tournaments. If it plays easier, a sub $2 CT pan is somebody that could be very, very sneaky for large field uh, Rainmakers lineups. Yeah, and uh, something else, too, about some of those golfers, like you said, available for really cheap. What, what is what is Pan's floor at right now? Let me see if I could find him. Let me find him here, too. Sub $2, I know before, because I had it on my sheet. Well, $1.80. There we go. <laughs> Pretty cheap. Easy way to fill out a lineup, right? Maybe you got yep. four cards looking for a fifth one to fill out. Why not check out CT Pan? But anyway, guys, thank you very much for watching. If you haven't done yet, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget about our podcast network as well. If you ever want to listen to any of our content on the go, if you want to claim that starters pack totally free, click on the link below. Good luck with this tournament, everybody. I hope you win all some money. They all win some money. And then also on Twitter, I'm going to be posting tomorrow some Sims breakdowns for this tournament. So if you want some data on just what's projecting well for us relative to projected ownership and all that, I'll post that for free on Twitter. So check that out. Have a good one, guys. See you back here next week. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.